your Bibles to the book of Revelation, chapter 13. In chapter 12 and 13, we saw seven people, seven persons of uh, the tribulation period. We saw the woman. Her, she was symbolic of Israel giving birth. We saw the red dragon, Satan, and he'll be in chapter 13 again. We saw the child, Christ, that the woman gave birth to. We saw the archangel, Michael. We'll see him again. We saw the remnant that were saved by is of Israel. Now we're going to meet we're going to meet the Antichrist and his false prophet. I'm going to say this. Please make sure you and yours are saved. This is going to be the most horrible, horrible time in history. For those that aren't saved, who are left behind, please, you see what I mean in a moment here. We're going to meet the, the next world leader. He is going to rule the world. If we're right about the rapture, and I believe we are, we have script, the scriptures. If we're right about the rapture, the born again believers are gone. They haven't had anything to do with any of these tribulational things that are happening. All of these horrible things on earth. And yet it's going to get worse. So if the rapture has already happened, we're not there. But our loved ones will be who aren't saved. Our friends will be who aren't saved. And we need to, when you see what goes on here next with this one world ruler. He's going to use three and a half years to get his base of politics. He's going to have all these nations align with him in so many ways. And then at the end of the three and a half years, he's going to turn on the country of Israel and try to annihilate them and Christ supersedes. But it's such a, it's such a unbelievable thing that the Bible, both in the book of Daniel, 500 B.C., 500 years B.C., and the book of Revelation, which is, is now even being, re, being fulfilled. In the book of Daniel and in the book of Revelation, they talk about a one world government. No borders Sound familiar throughout the world? No borders. Everybody sharing what they have with everybody. Sounds really sweet and kind for three and a half years. But this one man that is coming to take over the whole world after we've all left. After we've left in the rapture, the world will be in total chaos. He's going to pick up the pieces. He's going to put it all together and put it together a, a world government. 
So let's start in chapter 13, verse 1. This is John still speaking. And I, John, stood upon the sand of the sea, and I saw a beast rise up out of the sea, having seven heads and ten horns, and upon his horns ten crowns, and upon his heads the name of blasphemy. We've got to take that more slow, don't we? The book of Daniel talks about this man. Again, five, six hundred years B.C., Daniel prophesied about this man. If he is to be the most brilliant-minded man that ever lived, and he will be a man with supernatural powers. If he's so, so, so intelligent, Multiply that times seven because he's going to have seven heads. Now, the ten horns on his head, again, talk about the ten nations. Book of Daniel even names them, but uh, some of them aren't even in existence right now. Other countries have taken them over. But he's going to have, at first, a ten-nation confederation. The most powerful nations in the world he will have control over. He's the Antichrist. And the beast which I saw was like unto a leopard. And his feet were as the feet of a bear. And his mouth as the mouth of a lion. And the dragon gave him his power. Who was the dragon? Satan. Satan gives this world leader supernatural power wow and again back in back in Daniel chapter 7 and 10 and 9 9 10 and 12 they talk about these countries and there be it's it's been fulfilled just as it was going just as it was told it would happen a one world confederacy putting their all their all their armies together and who's their enemies? The new born-again Christians. Myriads. There will be millions of people get saved during the tribulation. But at a price that if you're saved, you die. At a price where you get your heads cut off if you're a confessing Christian. By the end of this chapter, you will have starved to death if you're a Christian, a true Christian. A true Christian would not take the mark on their forearm or on their forehead. By the time we get to the end of chapter 13, if we do, you will have had to... What a, what a brilliant marketing thing for the Antichrist to put this in. Nobody can buy, sell, or trade for food. For food. Unless you have a mark Unless you have something underneath your wrist or on your forehead that the cashier can take her wand and do this to. Right? Like this to. And there are places in the world, countries in the world, that are experimenting with that right now. And they love it. It's very successful. You bring your bags of groceries through the cashier, she clicks them all up, and then to make it to allow you to buy them, she just does that, and it's paid for. It comes out of your account. 
But if you're a born-again Christian, you won't take that, that mark. Please, please tell me you won't take that mark. Better to be dead. Better to be starved to death. Better to be beheaded. Better to be shot. Better than to take the mark of the beast. The moment you die, you enter glory. And you're given one of those white robes from chapter 6. I've been thinking about this all day. I've been reading up on it again and again and again. And I sat there and I wondered, I wondered, what would I do? I would take, I would take the bullet, wouldn't you? But then they put the bullet to your wife's head. Meet you in heaven, honey. <laughs> That's all you can say. Because you don't want you, you don't want to take that for any reason. Please. Don't if you if you miss the rapture, and there might be some here, if you miss the rapture, don't take the mark. Take the bullet, take the blade, take the starvation. Don't take that mark. You'll see in a second here. Verse 3, And I saw one of the heads, as it were, wounded to death, and his deadly wound was healed, and all the world wondered after the beast. He dies. He gets, some people call it, he was assassinated. John couldn't take it anymore. John took him out. John's not smiling. Uh, someone assassinates him. I guess that would mean you'd still be there, huh? Okay, someone, someone stays behind to assassinate, to assassinate the Antichrist. And he does. Only the false prophet raises him from the dead. Jesus was raised from the dead. The false prophet is going to, is going to be called the Lamb. Sound familiar? They mimic all these things from, from Christ himself. Well... Watch, watch verse 3 again. And I saw one of his heads as it were wounded to death. Now, of course, the man's not walking around with seven heads. He's walking around with one very intelligent head, the intelligence of seven people. But uh, a part of him, he, he gets assassinated and is killed. And the false prophet is coming up here in a minute. He raises him from the dead. And all the world wondered at, after the beast, the end of verse 3. Because probably CNN has it on there 24-7. Our world-famous leader got assassinated. Whoa, what's this? Breaking news. And the world's going to see him be resurrected from the dead. Verse 4, and just speaking of the world, they, the world, worshipped the dragon, that's Satan, which gave power unto the beast. And they worshipped the beast, saying, who is like unto the beast? Who is able to make war with him? Wow. Who is this guy? He's an intellectual genius, Daniel chapter 8. He's a political genius when we get there, Revelation 17. 
a coalition of worldwide countries to attack, to attack Israel at Armageddon. He's a commercial genius right here where he has everybody, he makes everybody take the mark of the beast. A commercial genius, a military genius, again, worldwide. And then he's a religious genius right here coming up in Revelation verse eight, 13, 8. There was given to him a mouth speaking great things and blasphemies. And power was given to him to continue 40 and 2 months. Please be careful following anybody that is a great orator. Usually, anyway, in our day and age, a great orator is someone who simply has a great speechwriter. And he's really good at speaking and inflection. The Antichrist is all these great, great things, and he's going to be able to mislead the world that is left behind. Those that haven't take those that haven't taken the mark are going to be enemies of the state worthy to be hunted down verse 5 again there was given unto him a mouth speaking great things and blasphemies and power was given unto him to continue for 42 months now we've already We've already talked about uh, how Matthew 24, 15, Jesus says that this great, great, horrible man, the Antichrist, will take over and that he's going to stand in the new temple. It hasn't been built yet. There's a seven-year period coming up in the tribulation period, and he's going to make a contract a peace offering for seven years to Israel. Daniel chapter 9, Daniel chapter 12. But he's going to make this peace treaty, and for the first three, I can't bend my finger, and a half years, Israel is going to rebuild their temple. But after they get it rebuilt, the Antichrist is going to, is going to walk into the temple and claim it as his own. Looking with me, please, to Matthew 24, 15 for a minute, just to have that solidly, solidly in our minds. Matthew 24, verse 15, the great eschatological sermon of Christ on the Old Testament. Verse 15, Matthew 24, 15. When you therefore, Jesus is speaking. When you, we're the you. This didn't happen in the disciples' time. It it's going to happen quite possibly in our time. Hopefully we won't be here. Hopefully you won't be here. But what's it say? When you see the abomination of desolation, Spoken of by Daniel the prophet, Daniel 9.27. When you see the abomination of desolation, stand in the holy place. 
whosoever readeth, let him understand. Then let them which be in Judea flee into the mountains. Let him which is on the housetop not come down to take anything out of the house. Neither let him which is in the field return. And woe unto them that are with child. Verse 21. For then shall be great tribulation such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time. No, not ever shall be. So we speak of this abomination of desolation the Antichrist. I remember a few years back, Jack Van Impey wrote a whole bunch of books on it. And he's still, he's still preaching at 92 years old. What a, what a great voice he has. But uh, anyway, he preached that he, he knew who the Antichrist was. He gave him a name. And he knows who the false prophet is. He named him two businessmen in Europe. Never happened. Jack Van Ippie's also the one that said, why I believe the rapture is going to happen in 1986. 1987. 1988. No one knows, Jesus said. No one knows. So, and I do, I do respect him for many of his teachings, but you can't know who they are. And you can't know when they're coming. But there are signs. Such as borderless countries. Borderless continents. This is going to be a time where evil has never ever been this bad. The sin, the sins of the world will have never been this bad. Uh, while you're in Matthew, turn back to, turn back to tribulation. Turn back to Revelation 9, chapter 21. I think Pastor Rodney had this one. After one third of the people on earth have died by this time, neither repented they of their murders, nor of their sorceries, that's a drug use, nor of their fornication. They believe in sex out of what wedlock with anything and, and it's going to get worse. Nor of their thefts for the stealings that go on. You've, you might be willing to steal a lot if you don't have food and your babies are crying for it. So looking again, 42 months, the last 42 months of the seven-year tribulation, he has warned us, it will be a godless, godless world where even the worst of sinners will be sinned upon. And you don't want to be here. You don't want to be left behind. You and your loved ones, we get a little numb to, well, we've tried and we tried and we tried. I'm telling you, if we could just see Look at the picture of the Bahamas after that hurricane went through. That's the way the world is, is actually going to look like. Survivors are going to wish they didn't survive. 
this man of sin, 2 Thessalonians 2, 3. He's also called the son of perdition, this 2 Thessalonians 2, 8. He's called the wicked one in 2 Thessalonians 2, 8. He's called the beast 36 times from chapter 6 of Revelation onward. He opened his mouth, verse 6, and bl with blasphemy against God to blaspheme his name and his tabernacle and them that dwell in heaven. And it was given unto him to make war with the saints. Yeah, but we're the saints. He can't, he can't war on the saints, can he? And he was given to overcome them. It's a special time in history. For three and a half years, those who are born again during the tribulation period, the Antichrist is going to make war on them, and he's going to win. They're not going to be able to hide out forever. Verse 7 again, And it was given unto him to make war with the saints, and to overcome them, and... And power was given him over all kindreds and tongues and nations. That's all religions of the world piled up against Christianity. All tongues of the world, all nations of the world. Power was given him over all kindreds, tongues and nations. And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him. Whose names are not written in the book of life of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. Did you read that again? Did you see that? Whose names are not written in the book of life of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. If any man has an ear, let him hear. Wake up. He that leadeth into captivity shall go into captivity. He that kills with the sword must be killed with the sword. Here is the patience and the faith of the saints. I have in my, my Bible here, that literally means don't give up. Let's transport ourselves at least three and a half years plus the time to the, the tribulation beginning. We've all missed the rapture. The Antichrist has just taken over the world and made it impossible to eat or drink. Made it almost impossible to hide out. Everyone's going to be looking for us. Everyone, there's going to be a bounty on each one of our heads. And we're not to give up. Listen, if you miss the rapture, if you're left behind, and you get saved during the tribulation period, don't give up. Take the blade. Take the bullet. Take starvation. But don't give in to him because you're trading three and a half years for millions of years in heaven. Don't give up. The patience, don't give up. I beheld in another beast coming up out of the earth, and he had two horns like a what? 
a lamb. Was Jesus Christ a, the lamb that took away the sins of the world? The false prophet comes along. He's a religious man, but he's a, he's a false antichrist. He's a false Christ, and he's pretending to be the most spiritual, godly man. And his job is to make all of you bow down to him. So what's he going to do? First of all, CNN, breaking news. The, the lamb, he's going to call fire down out of heaven right in front of everybody. And everyone's going to go, oh, he must be from God. Well, their God is the devil. <coughs> and he spoke like a dragon. And he exercised all the power of the first beast before him and causing the earth and them which dwell therein to worship the first beast whose deadly wound was healed and he, do, he doeth great wonders so that he maketh fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men. We're going to have to stop right there. Some of your wanted kids might be waiting on you. <coughs> Please let me, let me emphasize this to you. Make sure Make sure your name's in the book of life. If the rapture were to happen, that you won't be left behind. Make sure that if you're left behind, don't take the mark. Don't worship the beast. Take the blade. Death is better. Lord, go with us into our homes, into our lives, into our families. Help us, Lord, to live the life you want us to live now. In Christ's name, amen.